Welcome, listeners, to an uh, impromptu episode of the Andrew Food for Thought podcast. This is being recorded at uh, Fogo de Chao on uh, 3rd Street in San Francisco in the Soma neighborhood. And to have a return guest with me, uh, Mr. Danny Chang, who was on the podcast a couple episodes ago and actually interviewed me. Uh, so, Danny, I think this is my first time eating in a restaurant in San Francisco in 2021, and it's been about a year since I've had a chance to do some indoor dining here in the city. So um, what do you think about this experience? Like, it's a little bit different being back in a restaurant, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great experience. Welcome back. Um, San Francisco misses you. You should come back soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Fogu de Chao is a pretty nice restaurant. I've never been. Um, I've only walked by outside before. Um, but it's got a really nice vibe. Um, we, we have our drink orders coming out. This should be fun. So we're here on like a Tuesday night, and they have a happy hour deal going on. I guess they're doing it every night, have happy hour, trying to get all, people to come back in. All day, every day. So we kind of came here on, on your recommendation. So, uh, you know, what, what caught your eye? Like, how did you hear about this place, and, and uh, what made you decide to, to come here? You know, I'm a big fan of just steak in general, meats. Um, so I've known about with a Chow. Um, and then I think I saw an ad online saying that they're now open. And so I went on their website, and then they had this happy hour special, and I thought of you. You know, any restaurant I think of, I think of Andrew. And <laughs> Perfect. And then so I thought I'd reach out and see if you want to come by sometime. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about what we ordered today. I, uh, on the happy hour menu, they have drink options, um, cocktails, wines, beers, and they have a few small bites you can order from. So I got a Brazilian beer called the Shingu Gold, which is like uh, ale. Um, and then appetizers, we got uh, chicken sliders, Brazilian empanadas, uh, Parmesan polenta fries. Uh, how about you, Danny? What did you uh, order today? Um, I thought we were sharing. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a cocktail, I ordered the Fogo Caprinina. You speak Spanish. How do you read that? I think it's uh, Portuguese, but similar. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Caprinija, which I understand is like a very traditional Brazilian cocktail. Um, I've never tried it, but I've heard of it. Thought this might be a nice experience to try it at a Brazilian steakhouse. And so that's what I got for today. Yeah, so uh, looks good. Uh, we also have, um, what are these called? The little cheesy breads. Um, you were mentioning that the cheese is baked in. But it's not quite stuffed in. Yeah, for the appetizer, we have these little rolls that are kind of bite-sized. And uh, it's kind of like a cheesy bread. Crunch, um, a little crispy on the outside and chewy on the inside. So they're pretty good. Nice little touch uh, to start out the meal. But I think one thing that we were commenting on earlier when we first sat down was that this place feels quite uh, just like polished and like... Nice. You've got the white tablecloth. Very upscale. Uh, I see some people wearing like blazers and dressed a little nicer. And um, for the listeners at home, um, Andrew is wearing a giant sweat, um, giant sweater, uh, a giant hoodie. Excuse me, and uh, he looks very out of place. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie and jeans and sneakers. And um, yeah, I mean, I have to say, it's uh, it's been a while since I've been in an environment like this. Like I've done decent amount of outdoor dining over the last few months and of course when everybody's outdoors they're just like bundled up and dressed casually and you know you got the wind blowing and, and the sun shining and so it's yeah being in an indoor restaurant and uh, a nice one like this is a little different so um, 
what about you the last couple weeks or months like what kind of uh you know restaurants have you been going to or you know what kind of uh dining experiences have you had yeah so san francisco san francisco opened back up i want to say three four weeks ago for indoor dining um so been to been going to my usual places you know across like uh across the street or across um on my block, you know, uh, Thai restaurants. Uh, there's a really good Chinese place around. Um, venturing out a little bit, maybe going to North Beach for some pizza. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't done anything too extreme. But how about you, Andrew? What about your? What about back home in Oakland? Uh, so my go-to spot is a Mexican restaurant that's like three blocks from me called Mocajete, and they have a really cool uh, outdoor dining setup. They, you know, have. Um, like a, a rooftop, you know, to kind of block, block what rooftop and windows to kind of block the wind and stuff. Um, and they have heaters in there, and they have like some TVs. And also the food is just really good. Like the menu is, is uh, got a lot of options, and I've enjoyed like everything I've tried there. Um, so right, what, what kind of food do you usually order when you go? Uh, the tortas are very good. Um, I, I like to go for the tortas. Uh, they have like good uh they do this like uh, shrimp and garlic sauce oh. and serve the tortillas on the side um even their chips and salsa are very good like their chips are um, you know more homemade style um they have a good mole uh chile reno i've had before so yeah a lot of good options um that's been a go-to spot for me i mean there's a cafe that's one block for me it's called the good news cafe and, and for them they just have like a pretty very simple menu but like I'll get their bagel with salmon, or I'll get the uh, sandwiches for lunch, like like the Italian club or, or the turkey sandwich or something. Um, so that's quick and easy option. That there's no uh, seating there. That's just carry out only. So yeah, for dining, it's kind of been my neighborhood, the outdoor dining situation. Um, I was in Sacramento maybe a month or two ago. Ate at a restaurant there. I think that was my first time eating indoors in quite a while. Uh, here in SF, I've I've done you know different carry out. I did eat at uh, do you know Yang Sing the dim sum? Of course, place? Yeah. yeah. So I, I went there. Uh, the one I think they have two locations. I went to the one that's in the Rincon Center, mm. and they have some tables indoors. And you can just get your own table and your your separate from everybody. So I went in there and ate. Um, What's your favorite dim sum? Uh, that's tough. Yeah, that, that's like choosing a favorite child. That's like, <laughs> there's so many good ones. Um, but, I mean, all kinds of dumplings, like the, the pork and the shrimp and, and whatever. Uh, maybe if I go in adventurous, I'll do the chicken feet. Oh, um, that's, <laughs> that's always uh That's always a good one to try. The but, texture or the visuals don't gross you out? Um... So I had a boss at my old job who would take us out to happy hour. He always wanted to do dim sum. And he would order everything on the menu, but always make sure that we get chicken feet. And it was kind of his, his uh, so something that he always liked to do was make sure all the new associates, the people who were just starting out with the company, would like eat the chicken feet. Oh. So that was something I did as soon as I started. And um, it might have been the first time I had it. I can't remember, but I was like, "Oh, this isn't too bad." So I always, always give it a try. Sounds like it's like borderline hazing. It's like, oh, you have to eat this if you want to be a part of my team. Oh, for sure, a lot of, a lot of borderline hazing. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so now, uh, now that restaurants are going to be opening up, so 
June 15, supposedly, June you know, 15? Governor Newsom said California's back, back in business and everything is back open. So what are you looking forward to in June? Like, what kind of uh, restaurants are you going to go start going to? I don't know if I would pick out a restaurant. Um, can we talk about drinks on your podcast, too? Because I feel oh, like yeah. restaurants and bars kind of go hand in hand. Restaurants and bars, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to feel packed bar. I just want to squeeze through, kind of spill my drink on someone by accident. You know, the little twisty thing you do where you have your one of your hand lifted up with your drink so you don't bump into anyone and then you kind of squeeze through people you oh, know yeah. one of those experiences i miss that i just want to do that one more time yeah i i remember maybe the, the second year that i was living here i had a favorite shirt it was like a saturday night and i was wearing one of my favorite like button-up shirts and somebody spilled wine like all over it because oh. they were doing that twisty thing and oh. somebody bumped them and and the wine just came out of my shirt. And so that's why, you know, it's a delicate balance. It's like you want to look good when you go out, mm. but you also run that risk of like, hey, somebody might spill a drink on me. Yeah, you might, you might ruin your shirt. Uh, so, yeah, but but you know what? It's been so long. Maybe maybe I need to just go out and have some wine spilled on my shirt again. That'd be a nice ch- uh, change of pace. But what what uh, what were your favorite bars? Like where... where uh, are you looking to go? That's a tough one. Um, so there's a bar across the street from me or around the block. Um, it's called Peacekeeper. Um, it's got a really nice ambiance. It's kind of got plants hanging, uh, uh, hanging from the ceilings. Um, the rooftop retracts so that, you know, during the daytime, they'll keep it open. The warmth and the sunlight and the breeze. It's a very nice atmosphere. And it is open right now at 25, 50% capacity. Um, so I would ha- highly recommend going to Peacekeeper. Um one that my boss, who actually lives in Atlanta, likes to go to is called Rye um, in the Tenderloin. Um, again, really nice, um, kind of like the dark ambiance, really good cocktails. Uh, so those two places come to mind when I think of bars. Peacekeeper School, yeah. I, I went there one time, I think. It's, it's, uh, they have a good cocktail menu. and I think I was there on like a Friday, you know, around 6 or 7 o'clock, and it was like super busy. Seems like a really, really popular spot, um, and it's one of those that's kind of in. I guess you'd say it's in the tenderloin. In the tenderloin, tender knob-ish. Yeah. I feel like that's the border between tenderloin and knob hill, but it's pretty safe. Um, so for your listeners, if you are ever in San Francisco, it's on Bush and it's uh, the cross streets are Bush and Taylor. Drop by, say, tell them that Danny sent you, and hopefully they'll give you a free drink. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's like, there's a good, uh, you know, there's several nice bars in the Tenderloin that are, you know, on a street that doesn't look uh, very clean or look like the nicest, but you have these like little spots that are kind of hidden in there. And like Peacekeeper's one of those, and like 620 Jones and Bourbon and Branch, and you have like a few different uh, places. But those are all, all the good ones to go. The nostalgia. To. Oh my God, Andrew. Stop. Okay. <clears throat> we have to change the subject or I'm just going to, I'm going to. So what about Korean food? Have you uh, had a chance to go to any Korean restaurants? Uh... That's a good point. A lot of barbecue places have been open in the city. Um, um, they have the grill outdoors. Um, so yeah, Brothers Barbecue um, in the Richmond's. Um, Jiangsu Barbecue also out in the Richmond's. Um, those two places I've probably gone to a few times during quarantine um for the listeners i'm i was born in korea i'm korean so that's something that i just need to have um every a couple times a year 
Um, so that was nice, and I'm, I was happy that they were open outdoors. So on June 15th, when everything opens back up, Andrew, where do you want to go? Where's the first place you're going to run to as soon as the doors open? There's a long list. Uh, you know, when I was living in the city, I had a list of uh, restaurants that I wanted to go to, and I, it was a uh, you know, constantly evolving list. Like, I have um, restaurants that I want to go to, and then I have another list of, like, restaurants that were good enough to stay on the list like all right these were good i want to return to these places and you're always just hearing about something new that opens up or getting a recommendation from a friend or you know and and the, the list is always kind of evolving so i still have you know a handful of places um that i haven't been to i would say more of now that i'm out of the city i've cut the list down because i realize oh, i'm not going to come back as often and, um, so some of them are more of like a special occasion type of place where it might uh, cost a bit more to go eat there. I do have a couple of uh, gift cards at home that have been sitting there for a while. Um, so the two gift cards that I got, I uh, have one for Melinda, which uh, we talked oh about my gosh, on our last yes. podcast. And so I got, I got that as a gift. And um, I think I got it around Christmas um, last year, right, right before the pandemic hit. I actually had a reservation booked to go there with some friends, and then somebody got sick and kind of like, oh, let's reschedule. And then here we are a year and a half later, and I still have that gift card. For those of you listening at home, Danny was not invited to this gathering. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Hilarious. <laughs> um, and then I have a gift card for, uh, I think it's called Vernal Star. It's like a brunch place in Vernal Heights. That uh, I haven't been there before, so that's another place I need to go check out. Um, in Oakland, yeah, it's interesting. Like I feel like I've tried a good number of places since since moving there, but haven't been able to eat in restaurants. So that's definitely gonna kind of change the places that I go because I feel like some food is just better when it's fresh compared to like when it's delivery and takeout. So. That'll change, you know, some of the restaurants that I look to go to, especially the higher end places. Like you don't want to order nice food, takeout, and then it gets cold and gets a microwave. Um, so usually when I'm ordering takeout, it's like, you know, more like wings and fries or like tacos or you know something that's just like easier and quick and tastes good. But um, yeah. you've been in Oakland for what nine, ten months now. I've been in Oakland, uh, yeah, 10 months exactly. 10 months exactly. So how, and you, you have an eye for restaurants, you know, what's good, what's not. How would you say the food scene is different between San Francisco and Oakland? Oakland, so I live sort of near Chinatown. There's a ton of uh, Chinese restaurants and, and there's a few non-Chinese restaurants in Chinatown that I, that I really like as well. Um, I think Oakland has more Mexican food. That's one thing I would say. I think Oakland has more uh, Ethiopian food, interestingly, and I, and I do love the Ethiopian food over there. Um, but then SF, uh, just, you know, outside of kind of those areas, I think SF just has more variety of a lot of other things or a lot of unique restaurants, things that you'll find, um, and definitely more options for uh, high-end food. Because I think the big difference between like the customers that you'll see in SF compared to Oakland is that SF, you know, back in the day you would get a lot more tourists and a lot more people here traveling on business. 
And you don't really get that in Oakland as much. Oakland's more locals. So I think for that reason, you have more restaurants here. You have more options. You have uh, you know higher-end options, things like that. Um, but I've, I've been really happy with the places in Oakland. Like, uh, I think when you were there, we had uh, Obi Town, which is like a really good Korean fried chicken. Uh, we got some soul food, like some fried chicken and mac and cheese and, uh, you know, mashed potatoes and stuff. Um, there's a place called Tacos Oscar, which makes, like, uh, you know, gourmet tacos. They, like, try some, like, innovative new things. That's really good. Uh, Hot Boys is a popular spicy fried chicken place. Um, so a lot of good options, yeah, in, in Oakland. I think it's always fun to come into the city. I mean, I've, I've come in here a decent amount. Uh, just this past weekend, I was in North Beach at a place that you like, Cafe Greco. Cafe Greco. And they have great, uh, like, Italian sweets. Like, uh, in Cafe Greco, they have the tiramisu, they have cannoli, they have um, other, you know, kind of sweets, other kind of Italian sweets you can get. Obviously, like, coffees and teas and Italian sodas different drinks like that and a really cool um, outdoor seating area where you can just like sit on the sidewalk and observe everything going on in North Beach which is fun so that's a really good spot. All right so back to the topic of Oakland versus San Francisco and I now we know the difference and this one might split the crowd a little bit which one do you prefer San Francisco or Oakland in terms of the food? Um, I would say uh, they're both great. Oh, God, such a political answer. I, I would say both <laughs> Both are great. There are things that you can find uh, that are unique to both places. And um, I think another thing in that another thing that I haven't found in Oakland is a good deli with like these, you know, big deli sandwiches with like the Dutch, Dutch crunch bread and. Oh, that, like, there was places here in SF that I loved that I would go to regularly, and I knew that I could get, like, a good deli sandwich. And in Oakland, I haven't found them yet. So, I need, like, there's Ike's, but Ike's, to me, is, like, a little bit, it's like a chain. Chain, right? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, in the Tenderloin-ish, on ben, off Ben Ness, Oak Street, that area. Unless there's another chain. Right, right, right. There's the one in Tenderloin, and then the one in Oakland is, like, near uptown. Gotcha. Near, like, 22nd Street. And so I need to find like a good deli, but um, haven't found one in my neighborhood yet. So that's another thing that I kind of miss that I would go for when I come to SF. Um, another thing, so like my parents moved to California last year, and they've come, you know, they, they live like an hour and a half from here, but they've come into the city and I've taken them to different restaurants that they like and stuff. And one thing that we really like to do, which interestingly is like a Chicago food, is we'll go to North Beach to Tony's, which is a really popular pizza place. And they have great pizza, but they also have um, Italian beef sandwiches, which is the only place in San Francisco that I've been able to find that. And it's super popular in Chicago. You find it all over the city. Uh, but the one at Tony's uh, tastes very authentic, very similar to what you'll find in Chicago. So it's a, it's a French roll. They dip it in like an au jus sauce, load it up with beef, they'll put like peppers and stuff on it. Uh, so that's something that we like to do, and then you can get one of those and like get a pizza and then just like cut it up and share it. Um, so that's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah. So once once uh, restaurants come open again, it'll be fun to start checking things off the list. One thing that I was trying to do 
pre-pandemic was schedule like dinners every quarter, every three months or so, book a reservation, you know, get people to come. So hopefully I can get that started up again. Uh, all right, so we have our food that has come out here um, and the drinks. So, Danny, what's your first impression? What do you think? All right, so in front of us right now, we have the crispy Parmesan polenta fries. Uh, we have the Brazilian empanadas and the spiced chicken sliders. I read that as spicy chicken sliders, but it sounds like the spiced chicken slider. Interesting, yeah. yeah spiced. I read that wrong. So, so um, the polenta fries, they look bigger than regular fries. Kind of like they peeled a, I know, uh, uh, it's definitely thicker, yellower. Yeah, they are thick. Got Parmesan on top. Very thick cut. Probably got a good amount of, uh, of flavor in the inside. And there's a bit of a, uh, kind of sauce. It's like a mayo. Some kind of aioli. Some kind of aioli. Mayo and maybe some garlic or some flavors. Also in front of us, we have um, the Xingu Gold, which is apparently Brazilian beer. Yeah. Sounds almost Chinese. It does. Yeah. yeah. And then we have, I got the Fogo, I still can't pronounce it. They've said it 10 times to me already. Uh, Fogo Cabrinha. Does that sound Portuguese too? The, yeah, exactly. The, uh, the famous uh, Rinko, Rinko <laughs> uh, look kind of small. We were told that we get three to four pieces. Definitely bite size. Uh, definitely bite size. If you put them together, I feel like it'd be the size of one empanada, but definitely cut into smaller pieces. Each piece has about an equal amount of crust as there is to interior uh, filling. So, mm. it's, yeah, they definitely didn't put a lot in it, but hey. Good observation. Hey, it's, it's a happy hour. And then now we have the sliders and a very nice wooden board, almost like a charcuterie board kind of um, plate, would yeah. you say? Um, inside we have chicken, tomatoes, raw onions, and this is arugula. Yeah. Uh, with some kind of aioli on the side as well. Oh, yeah, so good presentation on everything. Um, and yeah, excited to get started. So uh, yeah, it was a nice little impromptu episode. And uh, we're going to try this food and uh, see how it is. Nice episode today, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next time.